have one little boy and his name is Omari Easley. And so today I'm going to be talking about just the different movements that happen in motherhood. Um, and instead of talking about it by myself, I introduced my sister, my friend, Des Easley. And I'm just going to give a brief understanding, a brief like intro bio about her. Um, if you guys can do me a favor by sharing the broadcast, um, I was trying to share it to my actual page in some reason there was a little bit of a malfunction with that so if you can start your own watch parties invite your mom friends bring your questions put your questions in the comment section so that we can answer any questions that you may have um and again i'm getting ready to go ahead and introduce des easley so our guest is des easley who is also a mother and she is a full-time um employee with medstar as a nurse Major. Um, her son's name is Judah Easy. He is so cute. I always say that he looks like the little bear that's on front of the softener, and I can't remember what this bear is called, but he looks like a little cute bear. He's so cute. Um, and so today <laughs> we're talking about again motherhood and progress. It's going to be exciting, it's going to be fun. We're going to ask a bunch of questions and just kind of get our minds jogging and everything like that. Um, again, make sure you share and like the broadcast, and I'm going to bring her in. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so okay, so I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. So, we're um trying to get everything together as far as bringing in the um putting it on my stream so that we can have everybody else in cuz right now we're trying to grow our um likes and everything on our podcast page, but overall um we're going to um start so i wanted to start with just um kind of you giving you your your background of you know um what you do how did you start it created to mother what kind of um just give people a background of what created to mother is where um it started and all that good chase okay so i um actually melvin kind of encouraged me to start it he was like mm -hmm. you want to like you should do something no. as at least the, my husband okay <laughs> so um i started it because like when i after i had judah i had literally no idea how difficult uh, motherhood actually was mm -hmm. and um it was really 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 a rough rough adjustment for me um i would say throughout his first year it was it was rough mm -hmm. so um with that i made the page you know even though things are rough difficult in motherhood um we were created to do it we were created to be whoever our children specifically are their specific moms so that's why that was my motivation behind making the page awesome so i i do have like a little tag so everybody can follow you i'm gonna put that up in a little while but um so you gave us background we got your professional bio now the question is so what actually because we know that your expectations were like whoa like wait this is actually kind of hard what do you think your expectations were in the beginning like what motherhood was going to be like versus what reality really was so <laughs> I used to um, help watch my niece a lot 
mm-hmm. and she was like the easiest kid ever like she gave me no trouble you could say Kennedy sit here I'm gonna go get my shower and this is when she was like one and two years old you would get out of the shower she's sitting in the same spot like she was the easiest child she gave you no trouble so I'm like I helped with her like I'm gonna be good like I'm not gonna have any trouble any problems this is gonna be easy only I thought literally like the only problem I was gonna have was um with sleep so I knew that was a reality but then even experiencing that is nothing compared <laughs> nothing compared to what I thought it would be it's, it was way worse so right. like when I was um pregnant I would wake up um from my sleep to get ready for work um the next day and I woke up like I just slept all night and this is not about to happen like in a couple of months and then when it started happening I was like how how do people do this like how (laughs) did did everybody go through this like why didn't anybody tell me this is what it would be like so yeah it was nothing like I expected it to be at all Mm Wow. Yeah. And I feel like for me, what I think my expectations were worse. Like I thought everything that you got and I got the opposite of it. So like for me, my expectations were, yes, it was going to be no sleep. And then I thought that I wouldn't be able to do a lot of things. Like for me, I have so many different dreams and aspirations. Like I have so many things that I really want to do. Um, as many already know, as you know, I have my book and then I had podcasts and then um, the blog. And I was like, okay, all of that is going to be out of the window because I'm going to have to be running behind this child. And now let's say, let's, uh, I'm not going to speak to, um, he's not one and he's not two. So I don't know, you know, what that type, you know, lifestyle is like yet. But I do, um, I totally was taken back and surprised by the lifestyle that I got that I realized, okay, well, I actually got a pretty mild tempered child. But mm-hmm. so I keep that, you know, I do keep that in mind. But I think um one thing I definitely wanted to um, express more so like some other mothers is that sometimes you know without expectations uh, expectations you know especially when you you you've done it and you're like okay cool I'm married I did it you know and that was why not have a baby but then you're like oh okay <laughs> it's really cool to know that because in 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 um and I feel like in society we think like um you know for someone looking on the outside in it's like that's the that's the way you do it. You you have you have the marriage and then you have the baby and then like life should just be great. But like when you came out with the um with the blog and just saying all the different things that like is the ups and downs of um motherhood. It was amazing for me and in, in my opinion because I was like, wow, you know, I'm not in that position as far as relationship, but the fact that I was still relate it was relatable that okay, it doesn't matter where you are as far as status and relationship. What it really matters is that we are all created to mother and that our expectations are all sometimes what whether they're high or whether they're low, that they can still be met in some capacity yes. and that we yes. all do because we're created for it. And I thought that was really cool. So my next question is, what is the part of motherhood that you believe people don't take enough time to speak about? Um, Just like what we've been saying, how difficult it is um, Mm -hmm. when 
you announce uh, pregnancy or, you know, tell people, family members, friends, co-workers that you're having a baby, everybody's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> nobody takes the time or spends the time to let you know, like, this is like your life is about to change. You aren't going to be able to do anything the same way that you did it before. You can't literally you can't go to the store and just hop out the car. No, you got to grab your baby out the car. You can't just get yourself ready. You have to get yourself and the kid ready. You Like nothing is the same eating you. They want to. Sh- they want to eat. Wait till Mari starts eating food. They're gonna want to eat all your food. You can't use the bathroom by yourself. Like you literally can't do anything by yourself. Your whole dynamic of life changes, and you have to adjust and find new ways to do everything. So people don't. People aren't really honest, and I think that I don't know if it's because they don't want to damper, you know, the excitement of uh, having a child. But people really need to be honest and. Yeah let people know like it like in an easy way there was only there was one person that um told me and she told me very briefly it was an old co-worker I was about to go out on leave and she was like Des I don't know if anyone's told you but <laughs> you're gonna feel like you're being hazed mm-hmm. it's gonna be really bad and I was like mm-hmm. what and then like the first week we had him at home, first couple weeks, I thought of her and I'm like, she did not lie. Like she was the only one that told me how rough the adjustment really was gonna be. So people don't really talk about that. And I don't know why, Yeah, I, I don't know. I want to know, like, what do you think is a good tip? Like, what is a tip? Like, if someone, if you could kind of do it over again, what is something that you would tell either someone else or another young woman who is having a baby? Because I think um, on the opposite side, some people who, um, because I feel like in a way I got a lot of the opposite. I got a lot of, like, we are both too, like, in different uh, spectrums because I got a lot of, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. You're going to really, mm-hmm. you're not going to this, this, and, and like, it was like, you're, they were telling me, you're not going to have, you know, the time to do the things you want to do. You should try to already get some of your, you know, ideas and stuff out there now because there's going to be a time period where things are going to slow down. And if you're not doing it, then you're just going to lose momentum and, you know, but um, one of the things that I had wished was that people would give me more tips than um, just, it's hard. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I want, I wanted to know, like, what do you think that we could give as a tip of like, okay, yes, it's going to be hard, but here's something that I learned uh, in the process of like getting up in the morning and actually trying to get myself ready and him ready. Something that you may do at nighttime, maybe like a tip or something mm-hmm. that's like, you know, nights are going to be hard, but it's, it got a little easier when I did, you know, this. So what would be like a good tip for like, the parts that are actually that that weren't expected, but we we're created for it, so we essentially learned how to get it done. You're asking for what what tip of advice I would give, or right. um, having a support system. Um, if you, some people don't have that luxury, but right. having a support system and having people around to help you because. You're not gonna. You're gonna be clueless. You're not gonna know what you're doing because you've never done it before. 
so you can't really prepare for something that you've never done but once you're in it you figure out ways to do it and then having support people there who have been through it before to be a phone call away or a text away to ask whatever your specific question is or let you let them know what it is that you're having an issue with and then they can give you you know tips or advice on how to get through that phase or get through that situation yeah what's your what do you think is um you know a good way to really design a good circle or your a good support system you know some people don't necessarily have family so like what do you say is some good characteristics to look for in like discerning your circle and really being able to know what type of people you can get some good sound advice from and or support yeah so you have to watch and observe people and how people actually who have children Mm -hmm. and watch and observe how they uh raise their children how they Mm -hmm. discipline their children and you know people that have similar values to Mm -hmm. what you have so if you see that in people then you want to know you want you'll say hey you know i would like to you know be be similar to that and how i raise Mm -hmm. my children so those type you want to just keep a watchful eye and watch how people treat their children watch how they you know are raising their children and those are the people that you want to get advice and tips and you know surround yourself with that's good that's good okay um i like that you said um support because that that's one of the things that i feel that if i didn't have i probably have a whole entire difference scenario (laughs) because when I need to take a shower I didn't even understand the importance of taking showers I was like (laughs) did I take a shower today like yes yes (laughs) questions that I was asking like I don't remember like I gotta let me just go take one just in case because I forgot I don't Mm -hmm. know like um yes especially during the maternity leave part of not having to get up and go to work so just sitting in the bed with the baby it was like (laughs) (laughs) I was like what day is it yeah right time is it so when people are going through this COVID-19 mothers are like y'all fine y'all okay you be all right we've been in the house (laughs) we have experienced (laughs) this y'all okay I I really um yeah, I was like really shocked um, at the um, seclusion of that, of being in the house. Um, yeah. Okay. So let me go to our next question. So what, um, with all that you've accomplished, um, that being that you have your degree, right? Mm-hmm. And your degree is in? Nursing. Nursing. So with all that you've accomplished as far as going to school, um, and all your other accomplishments, do you believe that you have to actually be set up? Like, you know that there's this thing of like having to be like financially set up. Um, and um, let me get the rest of the question out. Um, for being a great mother or as like, or is that um, like a distinction as far as success of that you can actually do or be a mom if you have made certain accomplishments? So I don't think that one really has to do with the other um, because there are people who are very accomplished, who have gone on to do crazy, amazing things in their careers and their personal lives. Um, But then at the same time with that, you can also not really spend time with your children. You're not really there with them. So um, 
having accomplishments doesn't necessarily set you up to be like you know this amazing mother you could um you know not have really accomplished anything professionally or personally or whatever and be an amazing parent because you have more time and you you put all of your everything into your children so I don't really think that um your accomplishments have anything to do with your success and being a parent or a mother I feel like it's where you where you place your time I like that okay um one of the biggest things that for me was like a big thing especially because there's a big stigma on being a single mom but when I actually talked to a lot of other moms and I had conversations with them who are married they're like it's no difference So I wanted to know, do you think that there is a difference between or that it's easier more per Mm -hmm. se to actually um, raise children in marriage than it is to do it alone? Or would you would you say that it really all, you know, depends on the situation? I would say that it definitely depends on the situation. You could be. And it depends on the, like, the situation, the circumstance, and what specifically we are looking at. You can be a single mother living on your own with no physical or financial support from you know, your child's father. Obviously, that's going to be a lot more difficult than someone who's married and has you know, support and a father for their child and you know, financial support. And they have everything wrapped up in you know, their marriage. But you can also be married um, and then you have a single person who, like yourself, like you live with support people. So you have more more than one individual that can help you. Like if you need to take a shower, you say, here, hold him. Let me go take a shower. Next day you can switch. Give him to the next person. (laughs) Go take a shower. But when you're, if it's just two people in the house, you might not have as much support. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the same time, regardless of whether you're single or married fathers are not nurturers so there are certain things that they just I think that they're that, not, that, not going to be good at that I, I like that you specifically said that because I feel like for a lot of uh, younger people and even um you know moms who are I mean when I say young I mean under 20 and even mm. over 20 um I think that we get caught up in, you know, definitely trying to, everyone wants to do it the right way, which is absolutely fine. But when you, when you actually explain the whole nurturing part, I think that is actually a good, um, a really good space to park right there because you said nurturers, like we're nurturers with, and, and in nurturing, it actually takes work. Like nurturing is a lot of work. And sometimes as moms, I feel like we're looking for what, who we are in the men when in reality that's just who we are so if we get to understand that that's not who they are we're not necessarily making too much of a big fuss on whether or not it's done the way that we would have done it because we are two distinctively different people and so while they may provide we have to nurture we have to you know cultivate who they're going to become and coddle and everything like that while they are giving the discipline and the more you know strict strict guidelines so I, I love that you said mm-hmm. that about nurturing versus it being anything outside of the realm of you know marriage or singleness it really just all has to do with that's who we are and at the end of the day motherhood in progress is going to be that regardless of whether you're in a relationship um a relationship or not 
So that was really good. Um, so it was a post that she put on um, Instagram. It was so good because I was like, oh, wow. I, I never thought about that. You said that motherhood is a verb and not a noun. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. And I was like, okay, I want us to talk about that on the podcast. So <laughs> can you just explain like what, what, like where does, well, where does it spark from? And then kind of just like, what is your, um, you know, definition of that particular post and why you believe that it's a verb and it's actually not a noun, which something. So if you look at the word, obviously look at the word mother, obviously it's a noun because mm-hmm. it's person. You are a person. You give birth to a child and make sure the mother. Yeah. The person. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as moms, we are always constantly from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed are doing something. Even when we're doing other things that have nothing to do with raising children, we're thinking about something that we have to do next um, as it relates to our our children. Um, whether it's when you get up, it's, you have to change the diapers, you have to make them bottles, make them breakfast, you have to discipline them you have to every single thing we do is an act like a verb is an action word so when you're being a mother every day to day everything you do like we're like oh god i'm so tired it's because we're always in always in action always doing something as it relates to raising our children so it's definitely a verb yeah (laughs) like not just a person i'm a person in a car and uh a bib because I get thrown <laughs> up on <laughs> 15 times a day and so yeah, action <laughs> I loved that so what are some things um that your children do or that well, I have children but that your child does because you have Judah what is it that Judah does that makes motherhood just worth it what do you think that is just something that you like you know what okay out of all the stuff I didn't expect this really <laughs> makes it worth the while um he's just super smart um you can tell him something literally one time one time and you think he's not listening or paying attention he could be beating his drum and he's saying something to him and he's literally not even looking at you and the next day <laughs> he mentions or says or does something that you did a week ago and you're like how do you remember that mm-hmm. so it's like as busy and as tiring as, as he is those little things that he does that just makes you smile it's just like oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to like a mom who is like right now is dealing with being stressed all the way out as far as motherhood goes and really tr- like you know a place where she can find um, the worth itness in it like where do you believe that she can look and see like okay where can I find that this is worth it um because I am not feeling this right now I yeah yeah um (laughs) it's a real everybody everybody goes through that like literally you can and even if you're not like you have no idea where to find that you know it's worth it it's always gonna it's always gonna pop up because you can have the most horrible hardest terrible day yeah and you get home 
and then the kids are running wild and do it, not listening and doing everything you tell them not to do and then they finally get to sleep and then you're just looking in the crib or looking in their bed just staring at them like oh. mm-hmm. so it's like you find it in them even mm-hmm. though like sometimes they are the source of your stress the source of mm-hmm. whatever you're going through but you find it in your kids at the end of the day I like that finding it find it in them even when you don't see that being a mother is actually all that good you still find it within them so I like that because that also goes back to your um, explanation of one of the things that you find worth it in motherhood is that you look at him and see how smart he is and so even on the you can still acknowledge that although this is hard I have really you know partnered with God as such an amazing creation that he is so smart and so you know what you know I'm just stressed out but he's super smart like out of nowhere <laughs> the stuff I talked about yesterday he has which also probably makes it like okay let me make sure I've you know figure out what I'm saying because if he wakes up tomorrow and is saying something that I don't want to be repeated um yeah <laughs> like if you're going yep. off um you know yeah because I, I can imagine that if you like if it's you and your husband inside of the home and you guys might have an argument or something and he comes back and he says ah and he might say be quiet or you might say be quiet but in your mind you wanted to say shut up mm-hmm. and tomorrow he wakes up and says well shut up you're like oh no don't say no, that no 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 no, no. Like, oh so it makes you kind of be careful of like okay what to say because he's super smart so that's that's yeah what, i love that um what Okay, well, we asked that one. Okay, so have you ever found yourself struggling not to compare your parenting to someone else's? Um, that's one thing that I actually try not to do because each mother is very different, each child is very different. Um, and then even even mothers who have multiple children, your children are very different. And I've, you know, people have told me, you know the way they mothered this child is not the same way they mothered the next child. So, you know, you can't look at someone else and compare what they're doing because your child doesn't even act like their child. Her child's needs are not your child's needs. So I definitely try not to do that. But the only thing, one thing that I definitely do is when I see somebody doing something positive or something, you know, good as it relates to raising their children and I like what they're doing I'll try to incorporate that into what I do with judo Hmm. or like there and it goes the opposite way too um you know somebody can see what I'm doing and then if they like it they'll they can you know do that with their child too but comparing what you do to the next person is just never a good thing yeah exactly I think that sometimes um when for some people who may have had difficult childhoods, when it comes to um, being parents, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I look to, you know, women who I believe may be a better fit or is doing motherhood the way that I may, you know, want to do it or have seen it done. And um, I've heard a lot of people saying, well, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, you know, mother like this person or like that person. And I just, I really wanted, you know, the listeners to understand and to know today that it is okay to look at a mother and admire, like you said, the way that they, you know, treat their children when, you know, there's something that comes up. One of the things I loved that my own mother did is usually when there was something that came up that she didn't like that I did, 
maybe that she didn't um, like that even some of my friends did because my mother parented some of my some of my friends. So even when I actually seen the way that she would participate with us, one of the things that I saw her do was she took her time. She was very patient with her answers. She didn't try to um, if I was if I was irritated or something and she was irritated instead of saying, oh, it's just because this is the way I want it to be. She didn't say it like that. She would say, well, okay, this is the reason why I'm making this decision. And the reason I'm, if I'm getting a punishment, it's you're getting a punishment because you did not, I told you several times to sit down and you did not sit down. And now I don't want to punish you, but you had to be punished because you're literally not listening. So even I, I recognize that even in myself now, when I'm talking to Omari, even though he is literally only four months years old, I always say he's smart. He is I do not have to talk to him like he is a baby all the time. I can literally tell him, you must be patient. Your bottle is on its way. I do not want to hear you crying 50 million times. It's patience, patience. And I've said patience so many times. Um, came from when my mom was really just doing a lot of taking her time to explain something rather than getting just very irritated and saying, you know, this is it by just throwing her hands up and just saying a whole bunch of words just because you're frustrated um and i think that um i compare my my parenting skills to my mom a lot and i definitely do um think that it's it's a there's a good comparison and then there's a bad comparison compare compare yeah, yeah. yeah in a place where you're you're looking at it from the standpoint of i wish i was like that versus the way you described it which right. i could use that like that would be a good mm-hmm that would be a good place for me to grow so I think that is a huge difference there's a there's a different type of comparison versus a comparison of how bad or horrible you are when at the end of the day it's just in progress and so it's easy to learn from one another especially when the times are changing because I think sometimes listening to people who are who are more traditional parents um in the past where now you have all these different things like social media YouTube kids um, all the way, you know, the TV shows used to come on the PBS, but now PBS is gone and it's just like, you know, okay, finding the right TV shows, finding the right stuff. Um, so what's really cool is that instead of comparing, we just find ways to continue to progress in motherhood while adding to each other, you know, that you're doing an awesome job. And I think that I might even take that one for myself. Thanks. <laughs> so I think... Yes. Another thing that, like last night, I uh, posted a um, story of Judah um, right on the chalkboard. Right. And my friend was like, Ooh, I'm throwing all these crayons away. I'm about to buy a, <laughs> buy a chalkboard. I like, bet. It's, it's crayons all over my walls. Like, I have never thought of that. So she's buying a chalkboard because she saw a chalkboard. So and see, that's know. good because at the end of the day, it's not even, and that's why I said it's really important to know the differences between good comparison and bad comparison because that was like, oh wait, hold on, this is a good trick. I done thought I was doing something good by getting these crayons, <laughs> but Lord knows my walls is a mess and I don't got time to be paying no more painters to come paint. Okay, so that's good. Like, that's what that's a great, yes. <laughs> that's a great example. <laughs> so, um, 
So how have you enforced rules as far as like, I know that Judas won, but even enforcing them now, cause I'm, I'm always there. So I know that you have some things definitely in order. And then you also, I remember one day I walked in and this goes, um, I mean, I used to have the dishes clean. Everything was just always together. And now they just gonna stay there. I don't got time, I don't got time. And yes. I just think of that, it's so funny. So as far as like rules and keeping things together, like how do you, deal with that now so I like to have o- I have OCD so not like clinically but I just really ha- like I have a problem I always have to like clean, clean and straighten stuff up so there are some things that I have had to let go of and that's the sink like I, I don't even care anymore the sink I have let that go <laughs> but I still have a problem with cleaning the house like all the time but with Judah um like with me like it's kind of hard like I'm not a disciplinarian like I'm really (laughs) not and Melvin is more so a disciplinarian so it's kind of hard for me like and I don't know what it is but children like like they listen to their dads more so than listening to their mom it's so weird like I could (laughs) call Judah's name and he will ignore me and then Melvin will be like Judah and then he'll jump and stop what he's doing and I'm just like did you not hear me like am I mute right so like right now when Judah does something that he's not supposed to do like repeatedly and you tell him no stop no 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 he sits in time out and we started that Melvin started that so we've been consistent with that because starting it early and starting it now I guess, well, not I guess, it will put and instill in him that there are consequences for your decision. Even if it's just you touching and pulling something down, simple as that, pulling it down over and over. No, you're going to go sit in time out because you're not listening. If you don't, if we don't instill it now, then how much more difficult will it be if we start when he's like three or four? Like he's going to be like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing what I want. With your um, putting in the timeout, like, what's the structure to it? Do you guys have like a specific time frame that you have him stay in timeout, or you more so kind of like filling it out to when you believe that he's actually got his lesson? So, like, there's this whole I don't even know if it's like in literature or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) They do like (laughs) people do like a minute per the age they are. But one minute in timeout is not enough for him. He, yeah. no. I was about to say. <laughs> and especially if he's still screaming after mm-hmm. a minute has right. passed I'm by. He's not really going to get out of timeout just because a minute has passed. Yeah, still learning all together. Yeah. So he sits until we, you know, fill it out. And if he's still crying, now he has to calm himself down. And then he can get down. <laughs> and then he goes back to doing whatever he was doing. Before. See, that's good. that's good. I like that because as far as rules, like when um for some women who may have um younger children, knowing that although you know statistics may say that you know one a minute per their age, if that does not work, continue to keep them in there until you see that the discipline has actually worked. Um, that's really um. We're getting close to um, the end. What do you feel your most fear um, 
is for your child's growth as far as like becoming a teenager and or etc like one of the biggest things that you um, especially because he's a boy I know me I have a certain fear and one of my fears is just um continuing to allow Omari to be his own person but um really giving him a broad uh culture as far as what I don't even know how to explain this um with everything that's happening to a lot of black boys I'll say it like that a lot of black boys it kind of puts me in a place of wanting to make sure that I'm not singling him into a place where he can't have friends who are from a different culture or from a different um or from our culture per se because you know there's a lot of um stigmatism around you know our culture and our boys sometimes with some of the things that they get into and so one of my biggest things that I feel like I've been afraid of um is just making sure that he knows how to choose friends how to choose associates and I think that's like one of my biggest things as far as him growing up and that you know he would have men and people around him to see the example of the type of people he wants to be around versus ever coming to the point of going down roads that I've seen so like let's that's one of for example of my fear so what would you say that if there is any fear that you have of his growth that you have so you took mine oh um (laughs) sorry um but yeah like that's really um it's really scary. Um, we live in America. We know things that are happening to black people, especially black men, when they're not even, you know, doing anything wrong. You can get shot dead and there's no justice served for it. So it's really, um, really, really scary uh, thinking of him growing up because he's cute now, but no one's going to see him as cute when he's yeah, exactly. 16, 17. He's not going to be cute. He's going to be a threat just because yeah. he's a little black boy walking around. So yeah. um, I don't think that, you know, times are going to change or be any different just because it's going to be 16 or 17 years that have passed. I mean, who knows what will be happening in 16 or 17 years. So, you know, that's a fear of mine. But, you know, we are people of faith. So we have to just pray and cover them in prayer and just let God do the rest because yeah. Really, nothing that you can, nothing that you can do, but instill in them, you know, and teach them about what is going on, um, or what has gone on in the past, and mm-hmm. how to react in certain situations, and just pray that they're not affected by it. And I like that that you said for um, number one that we made the we made the distinction that we are believers in Christ, so we know that we can find our source, and that we can even pray that they know that their source is in God. And one of the other things that you pointed out was you said that you allow them to know what has happened before. Um, I think that a lot of times, you know, we try to shelter shelter children, and we don't give them. Um, a lot of what is actually happening around we want to especially in the faith world now in this conversation sometimes we talk a lot about um, you know putting God first and reading your word and sometimes if you stay so so you know in the word so much it's a great place to be it's a great foundation and yet and still there is still so much that we need to know about what has happened so that that way they can take the word to the places that are current that are currently happening and I think that that was a great point to say like 
you know, let's talk about what has happened in the past. And I want you to be familiar with it. And another point you said was give them ways to react to it. Because, you know, what happens if, you know, they're in a market? What happens if they're in um, a store and for the first time they were just riding around with you and someone said, oh, my God, you know, you're really light skinned to be black or you're really you're really, um, you know, and those questions come up and they're like, wait, I'm what? Like, what's happening? And, and just kind of give him a place. Also, one of my biggest things that I wanted to do for Omari is to allow him to know that I'm his safe space. If you have a question about something i'm your safe space you can come to me to say um what in the world why would someone ask me you know say that i'm more light-skinned to be a darker child or like my parents are this color and i'm this color i want him to be able to say well i know i can talk to my mom because she's my safe space i can ask all types of questions with her so um i know that for a lot of um, people in our culture and within our faith, we have a thing of like really trying to prepare the men. Um, and there's a, always a huge question around preparing men um, for not just, um, you know, society, but just manhood as a whole. You know, um, one of my biggest things was, you know, not just teaching them that they have to be a provider, but to also notice the things like we understand there's always this thing about, oh, yeah, men, um, they're not women. So they're not going to um, read your mind. So they're not going to, you know, as females, I mean, it's not going to read your mind. You have to say what you want. But I do believe that there is still a way for us to grow men to be gentlemen. And to be able to see the need of something without you asking it. Like, I shouldn't have to tell him, you know, um, yes, you should provide. Yes, you should do certain certain things. But even as you grow up, always try to find where something is missing, where there's a need versus only doing what you feel is the bare minimum. Find right. a need and then fulfill the need or fill that empty space so that you aren't because God didn't bring our children. He didn't bring us here to do the bare minimum. He brought us here to fill in what was missing because he knew we were the missing piece. Right. So if we know that right. we are the missing pieces, then to teach them that even when someone wants to bring me back into what has passed, so they learn the past, they learn, you know, their who they their culture and where they come from they understand well yes that has been but just like there was a Malcolm X just like there was a um Martin Luther King just like there were so many other um, motivational speakers like Les Brown I can still be the change that people are looking for and they can respond in ways that shows them that you know I, I understand what happened but now this is who I am and I'm here to now make the change that has never been seen before. Letting them know that they are the ones bringing in the legacy. They're not following legacy. They are the ones who are actually creating legacy. Um, and that's like a big thing for me. <laughs> we <laughs> legacy. We want to create generational wealth. Um, really building men to understand. Like, yes, I want you to. Because I, I I hear so many conversations. I'm I love getting on different podcasts and listening to live interviews and stuff like that and one of the things that i listen to and a lot of different um men's um like gentlemen club things i go in and i scoop and i listen i'm like what y'all talk about 
And one of the things that is, you know, you have to be a provider. You want to provide. You want to make sure that things are together. Make sure your credit is together. Make sure um, that before you go scout, you know, starting a family that you have things together. But one of the biggest things that I noticed and that I really wanted to uh, like point out as far as for me and having a boy and being a boy mom is that, you know, even the small things like, okay, as he watches you, you know, prepare dinner and has has um picking things up picking things off the floor one of the things that he'll always know and learn is that okay i have to pick up after myself no one is ever going to pick up after me i have to pick up actually after myself um when i take my shoes off i gotta put it at the door my godson does a cute little thing every time he takes his shoes off he puts the socks inside of his shoes and then puts them at the front door and anytime that i touch a trash can or anything that's on the floor he's like uh, Morgan, you have to wash your hands. And I thought it was so cute. But I was like, um, one of the things that I got from that was I thought it was really cute because I said, not only is it cute, but for him to grow up and to then require that of others in his space, require that of others in his family, we're going to wash our hands and we're also going to put our shoes at the front door. That I feel is actually bigger in, in manhood um, and growing men as well to do some of the stuff that is not necessarily providing it's just taking care of yourself and right. not having to rely on anyone else to take care of your take care of you because when i'm gone i am your nurturer but i'm not your maid and so i want to exactly. make exactly that, that is clear <laughs> so i want to take care of you as long as you can't pick up your own stuff but when you can i want yes, you you can do it Amen. So, <laughs> okay, because I have a hard enough time keeping up asking myself. So, you know, that's it. okay. We get we got two more questions. So, what would you tell a mom right now who's learning to embrace motherhood? As far as that in in, in a whole, like she's just learning to embrace it, learning um, to just you know be okay with all the ins and outs of it they're growing up um some some um mothers have older children just embracing motherhood for what it is the good the bad the ugly all of it um really just taking it a day at a time because things that they your children do change and phases that they go through change literally from day to day so taking it one day at a time and also not killing yourself over or stressing out over and I'm talking to myself when I say <laughs> these things too uh, not stressing out um, over things that you cannot control yeah. and having a sense of balance um, when it comes to being a mother and taking care of other things as well so I mean it's a lot I mean it's just so much I could go on and on, but yeah, um, yeah, just taking a day at a time, having balance, and not, you know, beating yourself up. Awesome. We have one question in the um, comment section that says, also, uh, the biggest piece of advice that you would give to a future mother, based on your experience, like someone who's not even expecting, but just you know, desires to be, and is asking, like, what would be your advice to them as far as? preparing I, I would assume is what they're saying yeah I assume that that's the question so I would say like 
are they like trying to have a baby? I don't think they're trying. No, I don't think they're trying. I think they're enjoy your <laughs> enjoy your life right now and don't worry about being a mother. <laughs> enjoy enjoy it. Enjoy your freedom. Enjoy going to the snowball stand and getting the snowball. Enjoy eating your food by yourself. And and like we as people, we as people, and there's nothing wrong with wanting the next phase. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. But we as people, we cannot, and it's I'm talking to myself too, we cannot sit and enjoy the space that we are in so much for so much as we are wanting to move to what's next. Yeah. Yeah. Not knowing that the next phase or whatever you're gonna get to next is gonna be another next level of stress. Mm. The next level, like things you haven't even dealt with that you don't know how to deal with. So Mm -hmm. enjoy your what do you just enjoy just enjoy your life right now. Don't like don't worry about it. Like if you're not really preparing to have a have a child or not planning to have a child just take the space now to enjoy where you are enjoy where you it are. will come when it comes and when you get you know pregnant and you're about to prepare to have a child then i would say surround yourself with mothers like who like i said before who you know you would like to you know parent you know similar to the way they parent mm-hmm. then you can you know ask specific questions but for right now just enjoy your life yeah i love that enjoy where you are embrace where you are and keep it keep it regular <laughs> just love the <laughs> love the regular life amen okay my yeah. favorite question of this show which is how do you believe that grace is wrapped up in motherhood because in the show we talk about how your that the, the scripture of our show is 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, which is, and he, said, and he said unto me that my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities than in the po- than, um, that the power of Christ may rest upon you or on me. Um, and one of the things um, that I loved about the scripture when God gave me the podcast was, my favorite part in it was he said that I would rather boast in my infirmities, the things that kind of make me weak, because those are the things that I, for me, believe that other people can build on when they see where you've been weak and that you now have built on. So now when I tell you my weakness, you can see the things that I have overcome. So now you can gracefully go through. And so uh, one of my questions, always is how do you believe that we're we aren't just made for what we do and or produce as mothers we are not just made to again be the now but we're the verb and so as we are action takers um how do you believe that we are graced to mother because you have that we are also created to mother and so how do you believe that we are graced to mother and not just made for it um so like this is a little church churchy question for yeah. me. So <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> I'm just gonna answer it to the best of my ability. <laughs> so I take my glasses. You know, we all know that. that was funny. Okay. <laughs> so we all know that motherhood is hard. It is difficult. You know, some days you may feel like you know, did I do it? Oh. 
part of my thinking on. Did I do enough today? Like, am I doing this right? Like, you might not have a clue what you're doing. Um, you might just be beating yourself up, going through a rough time. But at the end of the end of the day, you have to give yourself grace, um, especially when you know that you are are or have been trying your hardest or doing your best and when you know that you're trying your hardest and you're doing your best and you're still having a rough time you have to give yourself grace to know that look I'm look, I'm doing my best and it is what it is so, yes so as you guys have it that our amazing Des Easley which again I said is the creator of the blog online um, which is on Instagram called Created to Mother um, said that to grace is literally I believe and she also said is that it, it's wrapped up in motherhood we must give ourselves grace we must give our children grace as they are growing up um, as they are making different mistakes and having to sit in time out they have grace problem <laughs> but you got to sit in time out okay um, <laughs> Go read some scriptures in the corner and tell me how, you know, they made your life feel better. All in all, we aren't just made for motherhood, but we are most certainly graced for it. Des, I thank you so much for coming on because everyone else doesn't know, but I know that you don't do all this for Baby. (laughs) I do not. Baby. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't know this is going to have video and I would have never agreed to it but you know what we're good see the Lord is just changing us he's growing okay. us he's making us a new <laughs> okay. All right. so I'm excited it is going to also be on Apple Podcasts as well as on um, Anchor it's going to be on Spotify so you guys can definitely if um, someone missed it have them come back with us um, have them come out. But I, again, I do thank you for answering the questions um, to your, the best of your complete ability. Um, I saw that my video started acting crazy. So I am going to go ahead and take us out. And um, I just thank you so, 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 so much for coming and um, giving us all your good stuff. Again, everybody follow her on Instagram at created to mother for all the amazing quotes and catch me up then pick me up throughout the day because they are so needed um and we thank you again see you later no problem bye